Good morning, Cap City. Please stand and worship with us.
let's just give God praise. You can be seated for just a minute. Aren't you glad to be here? Let's give God praise today. Do like we mean it. Now, if Pastor Phil was here, he'd say, I know you can do better than that. Let's praise the Lord and really praise Him now today. Yay! We're glad to be in God's house today. And we'd like to welcome all of those that are joining us online. And some of you wonder sometimes about, well, why do we do all of these things with online? Why do we work so hard, not only at getting people in our building, uh, but in the online? And so let me just tell you, last Sunday, the best we can figure, we had close to 100 people in the sunrise service. Pastor Ed was doing the preaching. Let's give him a hand and praise God. We had 267 in our building, and that is really good. Let's give God praise for that. So if you add those two together, that's 367. Now, Eric, where are we today on, on uh, views? The, be the last one you knew. Listen to this, 425 people watched online last Sunday. Okay, but help me, who is a math genius here? Uh, two, 367 and 425 is how much? Almost 800 people last week at Capsule. Let's give God praise. Amen. Praise I mean, that is huge. I told some people not long ago, I said uh, we had a, that was, be, the, the, the numbers weren't that high, and uh, but it was somewhere in the 600s. And I said, not bad for two churches that were about ready to die. And God put them all together, and he's made us a strong church at Cap City. And we just want to give God praise. One more time, give God praise. And it's all because of Pastor Deb and the personal contact and all of the others that worked and the prayer vigil and the people who have worked and developed. And I think we are ready to see some marvelous things happen come when new Pastor Jonathan comes on June the 1st. Well, today we've just come to worship the Lord. And let me tell you, I just read this morning in my own personal devotions that a beautiful verse that God so loved the world. That's what we're about. We're not about telling people how bad they are. We're about telling people how good Jesus is. We're not about telling people and shaming people and tell them something is wrong with you. We want to tell them that God is for all people and that God can take you wherever you are and can make your life new in Christ and set you free. We're about helping people find God, find freedom, find purpose, and find so, well, I'm not preaching today, so uh, you're getting a long introduction. So, uh, Pastor Deb is preaching today. So, let's bow our heads for a moment of prayer, and then let's just stand together, and let's just sing. 
I don't care if you can't sing. Just sing loud. We used to have it in Promise Keepers. They had a t-shirt. Real men sing real loud. And uh, I think that would be for everybody. Let's just honor and worship God. Father, on this Sunday after Easter, we are so grateful for what you're doing and how you're doing and what you're blessing us with. And so, Lord, bless our worship. And may all that we do today be pleasing in your sight. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand together. Give God praise offering. Let's sing together. Somebody testify If you believe it If you receive it If you can feel it Somebody testify If you believe it If you receive it If you can feel it Somebody testify Yeah. 
just so thankful today that we do see a victory with you. God, we are so grateful that we don't ever have to doubt that you will do it again. God, what you've done before, you'll do for us again. God, there's victory over sin in this place. There's victory over illness in this place and disease in this place, Father, because your spirit is here. God, we're so grateful for what you're doing in our church. God, it's not, a, it's not about the numbers, God, but it, it's so powerful for us to see all the lives that you're touching, how you work through what, what we offer up to you, God, that you give us this building and these talents and these gifts, God, and we get to give them back to you and our time and our, in our very breath, God, to give great praise and worship back to you. God, we ask that you would touch Pastor Deb this morning as she comes to share with us, God, that this message would be anointed and filled with your spirit, that we would continue to see more transformation. We love you and we praise you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Welcome, and thank you for joining us here at Capital City Church. Please check out our bulletin and fill out the connection card inside with your contact information, your prayer requests and phrases, and then drop it in the offering as the ushers are going by later. Elections are on May 3rd. We want to take this opportunity to serve our community with an elections hospitality team. Be on the lookout for signups. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 8th. Be sure to join us as we celebrate all of the incredible mothers in our lives. Thank you for supporting the ministries of Cap City Church. You can give online or by check or cash. Please see the back of your bulletin for more details. May God richly bless you. Please welcome Pastor Deb with the message. Oh, we gotta get to our glow night. Let's go. Wow, Tara was rocking those uh, glow rings around her ears. The kids had this room jamming on Wednesday night with their neon lights party, and they were having a ball. So thank God for the fun and also the wonderful, just the blessing of God's presence here this morning. The Holy Spirit is here to talk with each and every one of us. I love in the book of Psalms where God says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich. I'm pretty sure it's in the book of Psalms. He adds no sorrow with it. So friend, if you want to get away from sorrow, start looking for God. And he will just pour out so much blessing. The Bible even says that we won't be able to receive it if we just yield to him and walk in obedience to him. Well, I am so grateful for the opportunity 
um, that God gave me through Pastor David and Miss Connie during this time of transition. I'm excited to see what God is doing right now and what he's going to be doing in the coming days. And all of us are just like getting ready for the arrival of our new pastor. God is providing and he is working the ground in our hearts to make us ready and to get us ready to mobilize in ways that we haven't been able to do so far. You know, I just, in reviewing the history of our church here at Cap City, looked at the fact that the first time the two churches joined together here was December 8, 2019. And within just two and a half months, the pandemic hit. The churches closed. And so this has been a journey of two plus years that, you know, everyone is still making the way into this relationship. But God has declared that his people are unified. Jesus is our common denominator. The blood of Jesus is what has made us clean and puts us all kind of on the same place where we can stand before him and love each other because that's what he said. Love one another just like I have loved you. So God is working. He's working in us. And this morning, there's a message that God has been laying on my heart for some weeks now from one of my favorite Bible passages. I'm really grateful today for parents who taught me to learn the Bible by memory. And from some of my earliest memories are memorizing scripture every morning, every evening, singing, and listening to exhortations from the Bible. And I'm so grateful that my parents, Don and Betty Seymour, are here today. Um, joined us in the service. You want to stand up just a minute? Is that okay? <laughs> Thank you all. Or just wave. That works too. All right. When you got seated and you're comfortable, you know, it's, it's all good. Okay. But one of the Psalms that I remember learning as a small, small girl was Psalm 100. And even to this day, many years later, I, I just have this sense that when I read the Bible or when I look at this psalm, it should do something to me. And in fact, that is God's purpose. When we read the Bible, something begins to happen to us. And so we're going to look at Psalm 100, and this is our first slide. The title to the psalm in the psalm book, which is, you know, the book of Psalms right about in the middle of the Bible is um, the title to this is a song set to instrumental music, and it says for praise. And in Hebrew, the word for praise means with extended hands, with arms out toward God to give to him and to receive from him. And I just think that's a wonderful name for a song, just uh, something to bring us to a place of praise. And this psalm is about a lot of new things. In fact, as I was reading through this, what God impressed on me was that, you know, don't you just love new? Don't you just love new? Because we're going to see that this psalm opens a door. It's like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like, you know, this. my husband's very into science fiction. And, and you have these scenes where, 
you know, you step through a, a, a wormhole or something and you're out in this place that you never imagined. And what God wants to do in your life and in my life is to give us new places to be with him. To put us in, in his presence in new ways. And we don't have to be out like in some weird space. But in our own lives and our day-to-day -day walk. That his work in us is new. And he is making everything new as his word says. Oh, right. And, you know, you think about new things. Some of them we get really excited about. Like, oh. A new, a new friend. Hey, I've got some new friends that I have met. In fact, most of the people in this room and some that are, you know, I have known for just maybe a year or two years. And it's such a delight for me to come to church because I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to see all these wonderful friends. So exciting. Or maybe you get a new car and you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to work. And you're just, whoo, just kind of riding. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe it's like some new shoes or, or some new clothes or uh, might be a new love interest. And you're like, oh, okay, or whatever. Men, you don't do that. I know. Okay. Uh, at the same time, we know that some new things like a new job or moving to a new city or um, going to a new school, oh, that could be kind of stressful. And so it's a mixed bag. But friends, as we're going to see right now, and thank you, Tara and... Um, Brother Randy, who is sick today, so let's pray for him. But uh, keeping holding our place here on the first verse of this psalm, we're going to see that God, in doing new things, it's always for our good. Because he has watched us from the day before we were born, as we were formed in our mother's womb, as Psalm 139 says. And he has walked beside us his spirit has been watching over us his angels have been looking on us and do you know everything that he does even through all the terrible things that may have happened in your life or the wonderful days that you've experienced what God is doing is always for good praise the Lord so we don't have to be afraid of the new things from God what we'll see as we open up where it says shout out praises to the Lord all the earth. Wow. It's an invitation to approach God. And as we look more closely, we can tell this invitation is actually from him. So when you and I accept God's invitation to draw near, like get close enough, he can hear us holler. <laughs> you know, it is, it is a wonderful thing. We get lots of new things. And as we look here, <clears throat> the first thing that I want to point out is that we will get a new tone or a new sound. It's like a new setting on the dial of your radio. That's for us old timers, you know, that used to listen to radio before Sirius XM and all those things. Um, or some of us who still do just get a new setting on that radio so it's tuned right onto the station, onto the frequency. And here we hear it, shout out praises to the Lord. I am amazed at the way the Holy Spirit just orchestrates things, aren't you? The songs that we have sung today, have they not led us into shouting out praise to God? And, you know, we live in a, in a country of spectators. We have come to a time where here in the United States, we have kind of been 
you know, eased back into our seat. No, no, you, you, you don't need, you know, just watch and, and let the experts, let the, the rock stars. No, God is not looking for that. He is looking for that shout from you and from me and a shout of praise. The Hebrew in this phrase, make a joyful noise, which is an entire phrase in Hebrew, and it is mentioned seven times successively from Psalm 66 all the way to here in Psalm 100. And it literally means split somebody's ears with the strength of the sound. And I'm like, wow, okay. And some people were raised in, you know, a much more sort of laid back and very, you know, staid kind of, you know, don't show much emotion and you got to, you know, keep your cool and so forth. But this is honest just from your innermost being and from your gut. You know, praise God. It doesn't matter who's looking or if they might think you're crazy. Who's really looking is him. And that's what matters. And that we can make the joyful noise. That people can, can see that we're willing to like put in some effort and put ourselves out there for God. I think of a friend that I had at Circleville Bible College. That was back in the dark ages when uh, Circleville Bible College is, the, is what is now Ohio Christian University. I was there back in the day. All right. And there was this man named Jack. Jack was from Southern Ohio. He was kind of rough hewn. He, you know, and literally, I mean, he was this big, burly man. And when he'd talk, he was just very, whoa, very effusive. And um, then when he got to chapel and he started to praise the Lord, you knew when Jack was in chapel, he would praise God with such energy and just such joy. And I remember the day he stood up. Jack was going. He was a married man. He had come in sort of in the second stage of his life, and he was studying because he was called to the ministry. And he found out that he had brain cancer, and within about three years or so, he passed away. He went straight to the Lord. And But I remember the day that he stood up and he said, you know, the Bible says that if the rocks cry, if, the, if uh, I don't say anything, the rocks are going to cry out. He said, I don't want any rock to scrape for me. That was his Southern Ohio word that he meant. He wasn't going to let a rock shout in his place. He wanted to praise God. And then I also um, think about football. My journey to football, I grew up outside the United States, and so I came back to America, grew up. I have a son who played football at the University of Louisville and then at Ohio State. And, oh, my goodness, this guy, you know, he was part of the team. And then he coached with Urban Meyer and so on. Uh, but I just remember going to the games. They used to, you know, the, the parents kind of get nice treatment. So you're sitting about 30 yards from the right at the field or whatever, not even that far, just those first seats. And it was pretty awesome. And those players, we'd be down there, and they'd be going, make some noise. You remember that? You've been there or on TV? Boy, when you're in the crowd, it's a totally different experience. And friends, I want to say that when we bring that over to God's house and bring it over to church, you know what? This is a place where we have liberty, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we have liberty to worship him and just give him the praise, the honor, and the credit that he deserves. 
And then King David, or the, sorry, the writer here, because David wrote 90 of the Psalms, I guess, but um, this one, it's not tagged specifically as his, but he says, worship the Lord with joy and enter into his presence with joyful singing. So when I accept God's invitation, I get a new tone, a new setting on my frequency. And here we can see this idea of worship. It's also the word that is interchangeable for serve, but like serving in God's house. We are serving up some praise to God. And friend, anything that hinders the worship, we can just pray as we come into God's house every, every Sunday or anytime we come, Father, whatever the cares that I have come with today, I lay them in your hands and I just want you to touch me and just allow me to worship you with everything I have. And with that joyful ear-splitting sound, it's okay. God is into that, just, just for the record. All right. And I like that um, in verse 3, it also goes on in the next slide. It talks about the fact that we can, um, oops, I'm wrong. I messed up. Let's go back. Yeah. Um, we want to respond to God in this way, and we can do that by understanding that who it is that we're coming to see. He gives us a new focus, right? The focus is the Lord. And friends, I would say that as well in our culture, we are, we are pressed and pressed on every side to focus on ourselves. I mean, we've got the, that, that sinful bent from the beginning. We're born, you know, little sinners. And we grow up and we still, we, you know, are sinners until we let Jesus save us and begin to change our lives. And so our tendency is just to focus on ourselves. But this songwriter is very clear that when we come to God, we need to set that aside and trust that he's going to, you know, just keep working in us and focus on him. It is amazing that when we focus on God, instead of looking anywhere else, things will look really different. And I know, I know, I don't, I experience this in my prayer life. Sometimes I just struggle to just do exactly that, lay aside the cares of the day and really come in and worship and just let God talk to me. But I do know that when I look to him first, as Pastor David likes to say, when he pray first, it looks, a, it's a whole new world out there. Because when our problems are big, God is small. And yet when we come to him, and God just becomes bigger. The more we focus in on him, like that one psalm says, magnify the Lord with me. Get that magnifying glass right up there. And look at him. And he is so big. And my problems shrink to their right proportion. You know, that he is sovereign. He is ultimately in charge. He's still running the world, regardless of what kind of crazy seems to be happening. And so we can serve the Lord with joy, this is also another one of those high-powered words, with gladness. It says, with exceeding joy, or like super gladness. This is how we can just come before his presence, and with joyful singing. Singing is not the only way that we worship, but it's one of the primary ways. And so, I, this, you know, this is a really interesting thing, that in the church, we um, often are trying to get this, you know, just find our, find our groove, find our tone as far as the singing. And friends, I think back to Charles and John Wesley and how they took songs that were being played in the bars 
in their day in the 1700s in London, England, and other places, and they set words to praise God. I'm sure they, they put a bunch of people on their ear. You know, people were like, what? You know, how is that even possible? But God has used those hymns, which now to us are the old hymns, the good hymns. And look here, God is still doing a new thing, just like he did back in Charles and John Wesley's day. And he's giving us new songs. And ultimately, what matters is he gives us a new song. He puts a new song in our mouth, even praise to our God. All right. I think we're getting the understanding on this a little bit. Okay. There's another thing that is really new when we come to God. And this invitation is to something new. And that is to get our facts right. That we can have a new set of, of operating principles that help us order our lives. The first one is, the, the songwriter says, know that the Lord is God. You know, the, was it, we all know the little story about um, the, the nursery story uh, about chicken licking and foxy loxy. Maybe, maybe it's so old nobody else has heard about it, but I heard once, so I'll tell you. <laughs> and there was this chicken, and this chicken licking is like, wow, the sky is falling and running around. The sky's falling, the sky's falling. And the sky wasn't falling. And so chicken licking ended up to somebody that clearly informed chicken licking. And so the, the line that the person said to them was, thinking doesn't make things so. And friends, as we have gone through the world, there are so many impressions that come into our minds every single day. And not all of them are true. And we know that out in the media, even there is this just huge outcry. Well, that's disinformation. That's not right. That's not the truth. But when we come to God, it's a whole different world. We know that the Lord is God he is the supreme ruler. This is what the Bible tells us. And we're not going to hear that from other people. Other people are going to say, no, I'm the one. I'm the, I'm the whatever. You know, I'm the boss. And in our relationships, we often struggle. But friends, when we start from that starting point, that God is God, and even ourselves, we're not God. And we are not sovereign over ourselves. If we want to take God's invitation, we want to know with certainty that he is the basis of everything that we can do. And it says that he made us and we belong to him. And you know, just this understanding that he's the creator is so important. Even in this day and age, we, we often feel like we have to create ourselves or reinvent ourselves. I went to a temp agency once years ago, and the woman said, well, you know, Deborah, you've got to reinvent yourself once in a while. You know, just kind of keep it fresh. And, and like you're your own creator. And there's a certain extent to where that is maybe some good counsel. But ultimately, I didn't make myself. God, who saw me and formed me in my mother's womb, he made me, and that puts me in a relationship to him. He is my owner. He is the one who loved me best and loves me first and foremost. And my life is, is, is nothing if it is not grounded in him. It's a life without the, the real joy. 
because otherwise I'm just trying to seek to promote myself or worry about if people like me or, you know, did I do a good enough job or all the things, you know, that haunt us. Did I make mistakes so severe in the past that, oh, people are looking down on me? No, God knows the real deal. He knows me. He made me. And I belong to him. Friends, there is such a move, and we're all aware of it, of people trying to self-identify. And people are self-identifying like all kind of crazy things. We don't even have to like go down the list. We've heard it. We've heard it all. And if we can get hold of the truth of what God tells us, that he is our creator and we belong to him. He is the one that has the secret to our lives. He's the one that is guiding if we will only turn to him. You know, God, people that make stuff, don't, aren't you so admiring of, of people who are crafty, like our friend Sally, who makes wonderful things and leads other people to make wonderful things. And, um, you know, God created humans, the first humans. And he saw the first people, and he said, that's good. They are good. He spoke with deep satisfaction and delight because God is, he doesn't make junk. He takes responsibility for us and for our care. And though this is largely forgotten, we have a good and kind creator and heavenly father that Jesus called Abba. I had the privilege of going to Israel with my husband in 2018, and we ran into Pastor David and Connie over there in Jerusalem. That was pretty fun. Um, but on the plane over, oh my goodness, you know, God has given me a love for the Jewish people because they are the people through whom he sent the Messiah to the world. And God's plan for Israel is still in play, is going, and there are amazing things coming up on the horizon of our lives of how God is working in Israel to bring them back and restore them to himself as a nation and to help them continue to share his light. Well, I was on the, on the plane over and there was a little Jewish girl and I could, I could hear what she was saying. She was saying, sitting right by her dad, Abba, Abba. And she was just calling out to him. And I blinked and I thought, I know what she's saying. She's calling him daddy. Just like the Bible says that we are to call God our heavenly daddy. He is a good, good father who loves us. We are in his care. And that's the other thing. In, the next, um, in this next portion, we are the sheep of his pasture. That means that God, he's providing for us. He takes his responsibility seriously. And if we are having trouble with the management, like we don't like the provision he's got for us, we need to take it up with him. Because there's a reason. If things are, you know, if we're having any kind of struggle, he is using even the events of our lives to shape our character and make us more like his, his son. Our heavenly daddy loves us. And friends, I can, you and I can identify freely with him. We are his children. Just be one of his people. I am part of the people of God. I'm his child. And nothing goes through my life today that doesn't go through his hands. <clears throat> All right. There's another new thing that we get. In the next slide here, it tells us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, give him thanks and praise his name. There are two things here, actually. We get a new place to hang out. 
don't you just love to go to maybe like a favorite coffee shop or a place in your home that that's just kind of you go, oh, this is, I can just breathe and it's all good here at least for this moment. But God tells us that his house is an amazing place to be. Just look. All the wonderful people that God has. And he has got hundreds more that he wants to bring to his house right here on Rathmel Road. And you and I are connected to so many people we can't even believe. I mean, we just saw a tiny taste last Sunday on Easter when I just looked around and it was like, Hordes of people were walking by, and I thought, "Woo, you know, it's almost like the pumpkin show where you got to look for a lane to walk in. And uh, we have a wonderful place to be in God's presence. I want to tell you something that's happening here on Tuesday mornings, and maybe God will give us grace to find another time when more people could join. But on Tuesday mornings at 11 o'clock, we come in here, and the prayer requests that come in on the, the connection cards, there are prayer warriors coming in. And we're praying and experiencing God's presence and just listening to worship music and sharing together and ministering to each other. It is such a time of blessing. And that is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. But to just be in God's house. You know, uh, in Psalm 84, verses 10 and 11, the, the songwriter there said, It is better to spend one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else and we can be in God's presence in our quiet time in our home but at church as well where his body is gathered friends this is an amazing privilege the songwriter went on to say I would rather be a doorkeeper a door opener in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness to be anywhere where people are just just deprived of the presence of God and you know Satan has a way of making bad stuff just mushroom and so coming to God's house the purpose is to come with a new attitude and a new perspective a new mindset give him thanks and praise his name have you had somebody come up to you recently and just say thank you for what you did doesn't that feel great it's, it's almost like the circle of your purpose in doing something for them becomes complete when they thank you. And we do the same with God. When we thank him, it's not that he needs our thanks or praise, but he delights in it. The Bible says that he delights in the praises of his people. And in fact, it's almost like we are constructing a house for him. He dwells in the praises of his people. So if you had any doubt today about whether or not you should come in and really put yourself into it to praise God, no worries. You are totally in the right place. And this is something that delights your father's heart. I want to just say one other thing before we're... <clears throat> before we come to the last points, and that is on April 6th this year, the American Bible Society published, that's just this month, they published their 12th annual State of the Bible report. It's out online, you can go look it up, but in reading an article about this, the researchers were shocked that from 2020 to 2021, and, uh, and the previous year, like pre-pandemic and during the year of the pandemic, there, people are readily admitting, the people that they surveyed, they're not reading the Bible anymore. And you and I also know what else is not happening. 
people are not coming to God's house. And so, friends, and, you know, no insult to anyone, but what God has shown us in his word is that his house is a place where we can connect with him. Not that God is in this building, but with his people, we're in the right place. And uh, the points that they made uh, were these isolation from other Christians and being not present has had a lethal impact on private Bible reading because when people are not in church, they don't get the same reminder of the blessing that Scripture has and the importance for their lives, and they don't have a chance to get encouraged by the testimonies of others. And so I want to just share in a moment a testimony from a friend who's sort of new, and I'll speak about that in just a, a second, but I want to point out that in the, the fifth slide here, what's our reason? We get a new reason. We have a whole new why. You know, they have books written um, in the business world called Start With Why. Like, why are we even doing what we're doing? And here, we have the reasons. When we accept God's invitation, we know why. Because the Lord is good, as we talked about earlier. His, it says his mercy is everlasting. That's the old King James, and I just love. It says his faithful love, his mercy. I just, you know, it just chased me down the road of my life, and I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's another psalm. And his truth endures, not just in our generation, but the generations to come until we see him face to face. And these are just amazing reasons to wake up the next day and say, okay, God, what have you got for me? And friends, I'll tell you, I'm speaking, you know, whenever you like point to somebody, usually you're pointing back to yourself too, you know, like this, this is a message that I need to hear. And you wouldn't, you would not uh, come to God's house if you didn't believe these things. But think of all the people that you know in your life, in your sphere of influence that could be blessed by Psalm 100 that could be reminded because you'd opened your mouth to glorify God and just say, hey, I heard this wonderful reminder from the scripture, Psalm 100, at church today. Could I, I just want to tell you that and encourage you with it. That's, that would be a place, a place to start. And then, um, all right, I'm shuffling pages. This could be bad. <laughs> Oh, thank God for his help. Yes. The fact that God makes our lives new is an absolute miracle. And about a year and a half ago, I met a new friend that God is doing miracles in her life. And that is Ms. Kim Flint, who is here today, along with her cousin Tina. Would you ladies wave? Yeah. All right. Welcome to Cap City, sure, and my friend has a wonderful testimony. She took time out of a really busy schedule to come to the church during the week this week and to just give us a recap of some of the, the points where God has touched her and convicted her. And so we're going to see um, her video right now. It's just about four minutes, and then we're going to come back to our conclusion, but I'd like for us to just Focus in and hear what God has 
been doing and how he is giving new things in Kim's life, okay? At the end of service, she will, um, I'm just going to ask you, Kim, if we could stand together outside, and that way if people want to speak to you or anything, Kim has um, a nonprofit, I keep saying I'm here, a nonprofit organization called Overcomers on the Move, and maybe we can chat a bit more about that. There's a way our church could partner to really support the work of uh, helping women primarily who have had very difficult circumstances re-enter the community and just make a change for their life. So here we go, Kim's video. Good morning. My name is Kim, and I'm so grateful to be here with you this morning. And I want to thank Pastor Deb for asking me to come out and share my testimony. I often refer to my testimony as a beautifully broken story. My life first in the Bible is Revelations 12:11 that says, We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And as I continue to share my story, you know, I started using drugs when I was a teenager. And I started drinking when I was a teenager, and I really never thought that I would have any kind of consequences behind using marijuana or drinking alcohol. But what I found out was when I started using drugs and, and, and drinking, I felt better uh, about who I was. There was a lot of self-hatred. I tried to commit suicide when I was 12 years old. So I never went to counseling. I was never on any kind of medication. But what I've learned is I started self-medicating. I spent most of my 20s and 30s in and out of treatment centers, in and out of incarceration. I did a lot of soul searching during those years of my 20s and 30s and, you know, spent time reading the Bible and going to, going to a church and Bible studies, trying to learn who God was. As most of you know, He will reveal Himself to you through His Word and through worship and through prayer. When I invited Him into my life, and into my heart, into my soul. I remember the first Bible verse I ever remembered was Psalm 51.10, created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I used to really cry out for that. Like I wanted a a right spirit within me. And um, I just wanted peace in my life. And I felt like most of my life I didn't have any peace. You know, when I finally got sober um, and started really surrendering my life to God, He showed up and showed out, and the Holy Spirit used so many people and places to help me. I went through faith-based programs. I went to recovery meetings. You know, during my addiction, I had lost custody of my kids, and I always felt like I was a bad mother, and I never thought that my life would change during that time. And if it wasn't for prayer and God revealing Himself to me through His Word, I wouldn't be here today. And what I've learned is I have a lot of lived experience that helps others now. I'm a certified peer supporter through the Ohio Mental Health and Addiction Board, and I've also been a chemical dependency professional since 2009. Uh, My sobriety date is today, and I have 17 years sober. And if it wasn't for my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I would not be here today. And I'm so grateful for all of you that came out. I just want you to know if you feel like giving up and you have no hope, keep praying, keep reading his word, and keep seeking him for answers. He is faithful. And I'm so grateful for his unconditional love, his grace, and his magnificent mercy.
since I've been sober, I've been reunified with my children. Um, I spend a lot of time in the community helping other women, and I have a nonprofit called Overcomers on the Move. Uh, we have a street outreach called Grace Gathering, where we meet with people in the community to engage them with peer support, and we walk alongside people early in recovery to get them connected with their own pathway to recovery. And so I'm so grateful that, you know, I have the lived experience that I do because there was a time when I was ashamed of who I was and the things that had happened because of alcohol and drug addiction. And today I realize that God has used that testimony to empower and encourage and give other people hope. And I want to thank all of you that were that are here today and I want you to know to never give up hope. That if you keep crying out to God and you keep seeking Him for answers, you will find that He has been there with you every step of the way. And He has a perfect purpose and plan for your life. He's made all things new in my life. It continues to do that every single day. Thank all of you for being here today and thank you for listening. Praise God. Amen. 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 And you can meet Kim after the service as well. Yes. So as we close, in summary, we just want to remember, remind ourselves that when I accept God's invitation, and this is something that, you know, maybe you never really have said specifically, God, I want Jesus' death to count for me. I want it to pay for my sin, to apply where I have run off the track. We can do that. You can do that. I did that as a child long ago when my parents were missionaries in New Guinea. And I have found that by accepting God's invitation, he gives me a new sound and a new setting for the dial on my life. I, I forgot to tell you, back when I was a kid, there was a song called the Grumbling Song. And there were people that, well, you know, they grumble on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, grumble. On, you know, it was a bad sound. But God gives us a new sound right here. He gives us a new focus of God himself, that we can trust him. And our way to self-identify is as a child of God, as someone that he created. And we can rely because his word is true. And if our circumstances are rough, he will use that to move us forward and create our character to know Jesus more and reflect him. Also, just the new framework of being in his house. And we have new facts, a new place to hang out, a new perspective and a new attitude. Friends, I tell you, what's not to like? Amen? Knowing who God is. Isaiah 43, 19. God says, look, I'm about to do something new. And now it begins to happen. It's just what Pastor David said in his opening. And we didn't even check signals. This is the Holy Spirit reminding us today. God says, don't you recognize it? Like, open your eyes. Yes, where it seems like a wilderness in your life, I'm going to make a road. And in the wasteland, which is what looks like got bombed out, I am making a path. So God has this to, for us today. And I'd like for us, as we close here, I'm going to invite Pastor David to come up and um, just close this portion in prayer. And then he will help us receive the offering. Thank you all so much. God bless.
Thank you, Pastor Deb. Wasn't that a wonderful message from God's truth? Let's just give God praise. And I think it would be wise, and I think it would please the Lord. I also want to thank you, Kim. That was a marvelous testimony. Thank you. And we appreciate your testimony. With our heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment, I wonder if there might be anyone here who would say either one of two things. Pastor David, I really need to get closer to God. I've drifted farther away than I really want. And I want him to come to me in a new way, and a fresh way. I just wonder with our heads bowed and eyes closed, anyone just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I really, really do want to. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. People are, are saying this everywhere. God bless you. Yes, I see hands. I think what she was saying, what Pastor Deb was saying, God wants to do new things continually. It's not just about yesterday, but it's about today and tomorrow. And if you want God to do something fresh, we're going to have you in just a moment. We're going to pray for you. And then is there anyone here today that would say, Pastor, I identify with Kim. Things are kind of mixed up in my life. And I really want God to just take over my life, to forgive me of my sin, to come into my life. Things have been so mixed up in my life that I've kind of lost my way. And I want to accept God's plan by admitting that I've sinned. And just simply saying, Father, I've sinned. I know I've sinned. And believing that God loves you. And that Jesus died for you and claiming the promise that if I open the door, he will come in. Again, with every head bowed and eyes closed, anyone saying, I really want to receive Christ this morning. My life is mixed up. Would you slip your hand up and put it down? God bless you. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. Let's stand together as we pray. I'm going to ask you today, if you would like to come and pray here at this altar, we invite you. I want you to know this place is sacred, at least to me. Right there is where I met the Lord. My life was changed. And if you want to pray about a new relationship with God, or you want to pray about receiving Christ, or you want to pray about getting involved in ministry, whatever you want to pray about, I just invite you to come. If you want to pray for a lost loved one, whatever you want to pray about, I invite you to come as I pray.
Our Father, we come before you today and we thank you for this wonderful psalm. We thank you for this wonderful truth that you have told us, Lord, that if we would shout to the Lord with joyful praise, and Lord, you desire for your people to come with joy and with praise and with glory. And so, Lord, I pray that you will make us a joyful people, a praise-filled people, a people, Lord, that is open and expressing the love of God. Now, Lord, there were a number of hands raised this morning that they just want to get closer. There may be others that, Lord, didn't even uh, raise their hand, but I pray that they know who they are. And I pray, Lord Jesus, where they are today, I pray that you will draw near to them, speak to them and whisper to them and say, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you and I want to do a new work in your life. I want to do new things in your life. I want you to draw close to me and I will show you things that you even could not imagine as you draw closer. Help them right now by faith to say, Lord, draw near to me. I want to be closer than I've ever been. Then, Lord, there were a few that raised their hand that said they wanted to receive Christ. Their lives have been mixed up. They identify uh, with not only Kim, but all of us who have gone astray. But you said, Lord, that all of us have sinned, but you died that we might be made new. And so as we come to you, help them to pray this prayer. Father, I admit that I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. I admit it today and I ask for forgiveness in my life and in my heart today. Lord, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you love me. I believe that you can forgive me. I believe that you can cleanse me and make a new, clean heart and a right spirit within me. And Lord, I claim your promise that you said, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Lord, I believe that today, and I trust you today. And whosoever calls on your name this morning, you're made absolutely new in Christ. So Lord, we love you, and we thank you for Jesus' sake and for in Jesus' name. And just before you sit down, I wonder, Eric, and the rest of you, is it possible we could just sing one verse of This is Amazing Grace? And Kim, I want you to know, This is Amazing Grace. Amen? And others that raised your hand, if all of you would just come, and, and uh, I don't know where you might be, somewhere, I think, hiding in the dark. There they come. And... Uh, uh, I want us just to sing one verse of this, and then we're going to come to you for our offering. But I want us to worship him. Let's listen to what Pastor Deb said to us. Come before the Lord with gladness. Come before the Lord with praise. And let's just sing this first verse.
This is amazing grace. This is God's love. And I want us just to celebrate. We've got time. You don't have anything else to go on. The, the NFL's not on. I, you know, nothing else is going on. So why not just praise God? This is amazing grace. Can we can we do it together? Let's sing it testimony raise your hand and uh, let's give praise amen this is amazing grace God bless you. we're going to prepare to come to you for our offering and as our ushers take their place I want to mention a couple of very important things and the first thing is that on the back of your bulletin save the date if you would like to know a little more about what our church is about and like to start the process of membership, we will begin Growth Tracks May 15th, right after church. We will feed you and uh, we'll spend time together just sort of helping you understand what, what Cap City Church is all about. Uh, basically, it's this. We're about loving Jesus, loving God, and loving others. Amen? And, and believe in the Bible. And that, that's where we are. So that's going to start on May 15th and 22nd. For some of you that have made fresh commitments to the Lord, we're going to have a baptismal service on May the 22nd. And we, yes, amen, let's give God praise. I believe there are a number of people that we can baptize on May the 22nd. So these things are, are coming. Let's keep them in mind. You've already heard about the outreach events. But one other thing, and I've met a new friend today, and that's Amanda Banjo. Amanda, would you stand where you are? And let me just tell you, Amanda and her husband, Jeremy, have been coming 
to our church now for several weeks, and she is connected with World Vision. Now, let me tell you how this is important for you. Number one, some of you have been asking, what can we do to help the people in Ukraine? She has a wonderful, wonderful ministry that can go right to the people of Ukraine. It's under World Vision. It's an organization that I trust explicitly. It's been around for many years, and she has a table in the lobby, and she will see you there. And then also, we're praying for Hamilton Township School District, and we found out through World Vision and other places that if we ask the school, they may let us bring some students on school time if they opt to do it and teach them biblical truth, perhaps even right here. Amen. And she tells me she needs 56 signatures. Is that right? 50, just 50. How many do you have? Six. All right, let's take care of that before we get out of here and see her today. Uh, you don't have to have children in the district, do you? Just live in the district. Okay, if you're in the Hamilton Township School District, you sign your name. And uh, you can sign your name if you, I better not do this, but if you don't get them, we'll just say we come to church in this Hamilton Township District <laughs> and we'll sign her name. But she is a wonderful young lady. I want you to get acquainted with her. God bless you, Amanda. Let's give her a hand. Amen. And your husband, Jeremy. Thank you. And while I'm making announcements, we also have a golf outing that's coming up. And that's going to be June the 4th. And Malcolm, where are you? I, I, I know that. Yes, that's right. And Cindy, they're back. Amen. We're so glad you're back. So thrilling. He keeps asking me when I'm going to play golf with him. He plays par golf. Um, now, Malcolm, we want you to get to team for that day, but sorry, I'm going to be gone. I, I, I've got something else going on. But it's for feeding the hungry in the Ukraine, or not in Ukraine, I'm sorry, in Egypt with uh, Pastor Judy. And so let's remember all these things. There are other things in your bulletin. Uh, take care and, and look at all those things, and that is important. Those of you that are joining us online, thank you for joining us today. And I pray that if you wanted to draw closer to God or you have made a commitment, please let us know. You are our online family. You are very important to us. And we are so grateful that you've taken time to spend part of your day with us here at Cap City. So as I pray, we will bid farewell to those who are leaving online, and you may give as unto the Lord. Our Father, thank you for this day. We praise you, we honor you, we glorify you. And now as we uh, take this offering, help us to remember that if we really want a blessed life, that we will learn the joy of giving unto the Lord prompt us to give our tithe, our offerings, and all that we can to see the kingdom of God go forward in Jesus' name.